Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Awakening with Marla with your host, Marla Maples. Marla shares interviews with people who are expanding the way we think. Awakening the passions inside and helping humanity come one step closer to a place of peace and compassion. Marla would love to invite you to visit her website at MarlaMaples.com and welcomes your calls at 877-230-3062. And now, here's Marla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's show. I am so happy to welcome Catherine Shi today. She's been she's been a guest on my show in the past, and always is a lot of fun. She's um, a good life expert who helps her clients to live their best lives every day. Don't you want to live your best life every day? And she has a new book out now called "Be True Rich." Three Simple Keys to Live Your Good Life Now. Boy, can I relate to that. I think I could have write, written a sister book with you, Catherine. Welcome I'm to- sure you could. <laughs> well, I'm in agreement in everything I've seen in this book. So let me tell you, I can't wait to share it with the audience. And again, um, we're happy to, to take your calls. If anyone would like to call in to the show, we would be happy to take calls later in the hour if you'd wish. And I will find that number and get it to you. In just a bit, Cameron, will you want to send me that number? Because for some reason, I always, I always do that. I don't know. I've been doing this for years, and and why can't I remember the number? I want to do. Let's do a show on increasing memory soon. <laughs> okay, okay, here we are. Cam, what's the number? It's eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two. If you want to call us, uh, maybe a little later in the hour, we'd love to take your call. So, Catherine, I know you're on Twitter also, as I am. And so if you're listening, guys, and you get inspired, you want to ask her something, you don't feel like calling in, you're shy or whatever reason, tweet out to Catherine at Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, capital C, capital H, capital E. Okay, and her hashtag is hashtag Be True Rich. So we got you covered now, everybody. So let's start our show. I, I've got to ask you a ton of questions, Catherine. First of all, why don't we simplify it and say, what does be true rich mean? <laughs> yeah, that is the heart of the matter, isn't it, really? And I know that, that you, as many of the listeners know, that there's a difference between being rich with the money that you have and being rich in the, in the life that you're leading. And yes. by using the word true, I'm talking about, you know, real and genuine and authentic. I mean, who wants to be fake rich, <laughs> either with money or with a wonderful life? I mean, what you want 
And how I really gauge and measure being true rich is the amount of in your life and that you have for the life that you are living. And that's really what it boils down to. Absolutely. And that's, you know, what do you want? Do you want all the riches just to, you know, fill up your stockpile and not have real joy and fulfillment? Or do you want to really have joy and fulfillment? That's exactly right. Yeah, joy and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, like I'm saying, being true rich isn't about the money. Um, do you want to talk more about it? Because I surely can share on that one. In the <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. The, you know, you can have all the money in the world and still be miserable. And you can be penniless, really, and still be happy as a clam. I mean, a homeless person who really genuinely basks in the glory of every moment is true rich, but a billionaire who, you know, riding alone on the corporate jet or personal jet and, and, and feeling unloved and feeling unlovable is not rich at all. I mean, you know, you can measure it by a bank account, but, but what good is the money if you're not experiencing the joy and feeling the purposefulness and feeling the love of others, the love for yourself, um, you know, loving other people really basking in the, the wonders of life. That's what being true rich is all about. I will tell you, I had that exact experience actually quite a few times with, with people, uh, but especially I took my daughter to Malawi a couple of years ago with some dear friends, and you know, we'd go out into these desolate, desolate orphanages so far out in the country that you know these people had never actually seen white, especially blonde-haired, blue-eyed. If they saw you, red-haired, blue-eyed, I think it would even be more frightening to them. And they saw us, were so frightening, frightened as if we'd come from another planet. And But once, you know, I brought out the, the Whole Foods lollipops and, and, you know, the older people that were caring for them, you know, embraced them. And, and we started singing little songs to them, and they started singing songs to us. There was just this joy that was effervescent and palpable that you could just taste that was beyond what I see, you know, walking on the streets of New York City. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was in the moment, mm-hmm. in the moment, so clear, so true, and that honesty between two souls that are just discovering each other. Yes, it's, that's a really beautiful way to put it, and it's, it's that connection. Because our natural state, it's, it's really, in a way, it's about returning to our natural state. Our natural state is this pure, radiant love, and our natural state is without the fear. It's just pure openness to, to experiencing the love of the connection that we actually you know, already have with everyone else on the planet. And how do you suggest that, that we do that? How, what, what are the, the tools that you suggest to help people really learn how to, to make that connection? Well, throughout this book, um, you know, every couple of pages, actually, I have what I call uh, Be True Rich Gem or Be True Rich Jewel. And, and these are little suggestions because it's really, the reason I use simple in the title, three simple keys, is it's really just a slight shift. It's a way of perceiving and engaging in the world. Because it is your natural state, it's always right there for you, kind of like Glinda the Good Witch said in, in, at the end of The Wizard of Oz, you know, you've always had this in you. It's not something separate from you. But sometimes we unlearn this throughout our lives, and we get caught up in defining success and defining richness in ways that are not true and authentic to who we are. So it's just gentle reminders about taking a moment and really appreciating the luxury of your moment, 
feeling mm-hmm. worthy of accepting all the goodness that is there. You know, use your good stuff for yourself and don't save it for, you know, when the Queen of England is going to stop by or, you know, whatever other reasons people have for, for not really using the things that they most love and kind of squirreling them away and hiding them for a special occasion. There's no day, there's no moment more special than this one right now. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's so true. And even, you know, we look at, you know, saving money, saving, you know, there's so many things we save, 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 a nice bottle of wine. You know, I've learned through some tough experiences, better to love it and savor it now than wait till it may just disappear from your life. That's right. Um, Yeah. And and I think, you know, uh, for me, it's, um, I have sometimes, um, I can get into a, a pressure I put on myself, you know, and uh, all the things I want to accomplish that sometimes I'll miss that moment of just being happy in that moment by expecting too much of myself. <laughs> Is that, have you ever gone through that? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you bring up a really good point because you and I live in a space where we really, our intention is to engage in life in the way that I describe in this book. However, you know, even though I wrote this book and I teach this and I work with clients and I help people to shift more and more, there are always more layers that we're always learning in our own lives um, and ways in which we can notice that we're not engaging fully and appreciating the love in each and every moment of our lives. And those moments when we realize that there's such great learning opportunities, there's such great lessons for us. You know, you you have... A lot of clients I know that that are um, you know you've really helped them turn their lives around. Um, do you have any stories that you can kind of share with us um, on the record? Well, yeah, that, yeah, sure. And well, you know, certainly I can't really you know give you names and email addresses of the people, but you know I work with people all over the spectrum. You know, I was thinking about that before the call. You know, what maybe some examples that I could share? You know, for instance, there was one woman who. Um, there was a program I was doing several years ago, and it was a group program, and I think it cost something like $250. And she listened to the preview call about it, and and it resonated with her. She knew that that was what she needed right at that moment. And she went to the computer to sign up, and then she realized she was maxed out on all of her credit cards, and she didn't have $247. She just simply Mm -hmm. did not have it. And she burst into tears, and, and she sent me an email saying, you know, I don't have it. Is there any way, you know, you can let me in the course for free? And I said, you know, in the preview call, I taught you a couple of little tips about ways that you can um, really start accepting the gifts of the universe. I assure you, if you start following some of those things that I outlined, you will find the money that you need. You know, it's a very small amount, and, and you will feel more powerful, and you'll get more out of the course if you do that. So she did. She took um, her last, like, $36, and one of the tips that I shared was buying yourself roses. And just you're giving yourself this message that you are worthy of it, especially if you're in a situation like she's in. It seems kind of counterintuitive to use your last money to buy yourself roses, but she did, and she sat there. She put them in this beautiful vase on her desk, and she was looking at them, and all of a sudden she was filled with inspiration, and she started jotting down different ideas, and within about four days, she had you know, doubled her income stream and was able to certainly sign up for the, the course that I was teaching. And then things just snowballed from there. And she started hiring assistants. And um, you know, she has since been written a book. You know, so the success just got more and more success. Um, 
So that's really exciting to to work with her from you know from that kind of the brink, <laughs> the bottom brink. And recently, a woman who who purchased my book reached out to me to share with me. She grew up with you know a silver spoon in her mouth. She grew up in a you know multimillionaire family and always had all the material things that you could ever desire. Went to the best schools, you know, did all of those things. But deep within herself, she has been carrying around this sense of unworthiness. And so she shared with me how, you know, just connecting with her spirit in a different way, some of the tips that she had followed using the book, really helped her to feel her worthiness more. And so that's, it's really gratifying to be able to work with people from all aspects of life. Hi. Okay. So I'm just wondering if anybody noticed the fact that my internet service went down in New York. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> I'm here with Catherine Chi, and we're talking about her new book, Be True Rich. And uh, Catherine, I know you were making some incredible points talking about some of your clients and how you help them find that true true richness. Um, I'm not sure how far you got along, but you're talking about the woman that you said um, when she was down like the last 30-something dollars. Yep. You told her to go out and buy herself roses. Yes, yes. And when she was she was sitting there, you know, just looking at these roses and basking their beauty and kind of just allowing herself to absorb their their joyful energy, she started receiving all sorts of inspiration and got um, some ideas that, that generated a new flow of clients for her, a new flow of income. And, you know, she was able to sign up for the course that I was doing. And, and from there, her success began to snowball. She was able to hire people to work for her, um, you know, and she since then has written her own book. You know, it's just really exciting to to see. That is such a simple thing, and yet I know it scares people to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, like even, even tithing. I'm a, I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church, and I've um, been a student at the Kabbalah Center for many years, and throughout all of my spiritual practices, I've always believed um, in tithing 10% of whatever my earnings are, back to where I get my spiritual sustenance. But even that sometimes is very, very frightening to to myself and to other friends where they're like, oh, my God, you know, how am I going to get, because this is the money I need to pay that bill, but, but you know, so, so how, if I type this, and how am I going to pay for that? And yet there is something mystical, almost mystical that happens when you give to something from the higher good when it's, uncomfortable. Is that what sort of what you would say? Well, you know, I think that what I would say, what I would comment on that is that fear is never the truth. We never get messages from spirit through fear. So if your reaction is, oh, I'm afraid to tithe, it's not your greater wisdom warning you. You never receive a warning from spirit, a warning of fear, of, you know, of danger. You know, you might react to something, to a message you get from spirit with fear. But if you think back to the moment that you received, you know, if you're driving down the road and you um, suddenly feel like you need to turn off on an exit and then you look up and you see that you turned, but if you hadn't, there's a truck that was coming barreling the wrong way and you would have, you know, smashed. But then suddenly maybe you, you, you tighten up and you feel fear. But at the moment, it was just truly an inspiration. Take an exit. And, you know, you mm-hmm. may react because it can be so sudden with, with a fearful reaction. You know, in, in the Bible, there are stories about people reacting with fear to angels. But an angel is the farthest thing from fear. So, right. so 
that would be that would be what I would say is that when we feel fear, that we need to challenge that feeling, and we need to think, okay, what's the truth here? Because there is always access to what we need. There's always further than that. There's access to what we desire. The desires come to us from spirit, and the means come simultaneous with the desire. Mm-hmm. It's all laying out there in abundance for us. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for us to say thank you. You know, thank you. Amen. I receive, and I'm going to share from that. And and I, I've seen it happen over and over again. So that's great. Any, any other clients that um, you'd like to share stories, private well, stories with? And there was another client that I mentioned who, you know, kind of at the other end of the spectrum, who grew up very wealthy, and um, she, you know, she purchased the book, and she was using the, the tips in it, but she had a, this deep sense of unworthiness. And the book has helped her to shift her kind of, you know, just those little tweaks, make those little tweaks. In, in particular, there's a, um, when you buy the book, there's a link to what I call my Be True Rich Treasure Chest. And it has yes. additional resources, including a video that takes you through um, how you can feel better when you get to a place of fear or when you get to a place of feeling unworthy. How to make simple shifts over just a couple of minutes, really. Um, the video is long for a YouTube video. It's about 22 minutes long. But it takes you from one of the lowest feelings that you can have. It goes from actually from hopelessness up to a feeling of true um, connection with, with the power of all that is, which is one of the highest feelings. And so that was one of the tools that she found most helpful for her because, you know, materially she doesn't really need uh, assistance. You know, she's got millions and millions of dollars and always, always has. She always will. But it was her internal landscape that was not beautiful. And so making these simple shifts and learning how to shift out of these moments of fear or of unworthiness to things that are not the truth and shifting back into what the truth is. Well, you know, I, I, that reminds me of um, a statistic about people who win the lottery that really aren't prepared to be able to handle that type of onset of such wealth so quickly. They say 90% of all people that win the lottery have, you know, really end up with, with horrible crises in their life or, you know, and, and, and I wonder that, you know, they need this book to help them understand how, how to be true rich. Yeah. And, yeah. Because it, yeah. It well, maybe I should start sending it to lottery winners. That's a great idea. I think, isn't that a great idea? Because, you yeah. know, it's a shame. You know, everyone, you know, there's so many people in such financial crisis. The dream is to win the lottery and then winning it. And then you turn around and people feel from you or you don't know how to invest it or lose it or suddenly you're unhappy or you, I mean, there's story after story. So I think it'd be great, great way to share, turn it around for people, let them learn how to be true rich, not just the rich that comes with uh, putting some extra numbers in their bank account. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really wonderful example of how it really isn't about the money. People often will look at a situation in their lives and and kind of blame the situation on a money situation, you know, a lack of money situation, and it never right. really is. And this, you know, the, the example that you give of people who win the lottery, who then, you know, some not only lose the money very rapidly, but sometimes get into even worse situations than where they started, because when you pin your hopes on something that isn't real, you know, for instance, just a big influx of money, that isn't going to get you to the place that you want to be. Right, 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 right. I know it's uh, it's hard. To 
for people to, to understand that. And they just be like, oh, my God, you don't understand. I just think groceries. But it's true. I mean, real joy is so much deeper, so much deeper than that. And, and you've been studying this and working with people for so long. So, I mean, this is authentic, folks. This is, you know, this is really true. Um, you, you also are the CEO of um, International Association of Law of Attraction Professionals. Most everyone in our audience has probably heard or knows about the law of attraction. How does being true rich fit in with that? Well, law of attraction. The law of attraction can be summed up in so many different ways because it depends kind of how that you're looking at it. But basically, how we interact with the law of attraction you know, is great organizing force of the universe. And how we really interact with it is through our thoughts and through our emotions. And learning how to understand the power of your thoughts and the, um, the power of your emotions, also the, the information that your emotions provide you. They're, they're your divine guidance system, if you will, that help you to understand when you are on track for the things that you desire or when you veered away from your past. And so learning how to work with your thoughts and to create a habit, really, around creating new thoughts. That if, you are, if you have created a life that you do not really love, then learning how you have, the reason you have created that is that you have a habit of thought that is attracting things that you don't actually really want into your life. So it's about learning how to create new habits of thought and replace those old habits with new ones and then to pay attention to your emotions so that you understand when you're on track. And so it, it all fits together. The book, there are three keys that I describe in the book to, to living a good life, and they're all intertwined with each other. One of them mm-hmm. is your environment, and that includes your internal environment, which is your thoughts and your emotions. And then um, a, a, you know, one of the keys in particular is your mindset, which is all about working with the law of attraction. Right. And, um, you know, like the internal environment is, is just, I sometimes I think of it and I learn in Kabbalah, it's like your opponent that, that challenges you from, from so much, that could bring you so much joy. It's just that little inner dialogue that keeps whispering, you know, you're not good enough or you can be better or maybe she's better and what, you know, what, I lost all that before, how could I gain it back really, what's my destiny? You know, we, we have all these little sounds and stories that go through in our brain consistently. So at that moment that you're hearing that that negative or challenging voice, what do you what do you suggest for people to do at that moment? Well that's a really good question. I think one thing is to be prepared with something that you know is true. So that you can replace that thought with, with another one. One simple suggestion is is um, kind of derived from the Hawaiian tradition of Ho'oponopono which yeah. uses um, a phrase, you know, thank you, I love you, I forgive you. It's got, you know, several different aspects of it. But all you have to just say, repl- replace a thought with thank you or replace a thought with I love you. Really, really simple, but just be ready and notice if you're starting to think I'm unworthy. Just say thank you, thank you, for the, you know, move on. <laughs> thank you for I that like thought. That. I, you know, dismiss yes. it, move on. I love you. That's a much better, better thing to replace it with. But yeah, the gratefulness just immediately changes, um, it raises the consciousness. Yeah. Yeah, and I think of gratitude and appreciation as being like a bubble that lifts you up, just 
immediately, as soon as you connect with, with gratitude and appreciation, you just whoosh, float up right. like a bubble in champagne. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was with, with friends last night here in New York, and one of them is a wonderful friend. I've been for 20-something years, and he's never had, you know, the, the true marriage, never had the child, and it just really is being hopeless, not even hopeful at all anymore. So I was trying to implement some of what you're discussing in, in, in your wonderful book, Be True Rich, to him and trying to share that from the heart. And, and um, you know, it's, it's important. There's just people that are really, really have so much to give and are troubled by feeling like it's not happened yet. How's it ever going to happen to me? But just these simple steps really can, daily, I believe, can really make a difference. Well, you know, one thing that I talk about in the book is the power of setting yourself up when you're going to sleep and when you start your day. And mm-hmm. think about the kind of the, what you want to have in your mind and in your heart as you are going throughout your day, as you are spending those hours sleeping. Because even while you're asleep, your brain is still working. You're still thinking the thoughts, very much habitual thoughts, very much, you know, kind of repeating and you have a lot of influence over what you think as you sleep in those moments right before you drift off. So in the book, I describe um, a little morning and evening ritual that, that I use, and I always think about, well, what, what do I want to have my brain busy with as, as, I'm, as I'm going to sleep? And, and I think those thoughts, and I always add, and I will awaken you know, refreshed and um, you know, joyful in the morning. Because I'm just setting myself up that even if I have just a couple of hours of sleep, my body knows what to do, and so I allow it to do that to to put me in a state of being refreshed, so that the next morning when I awaken, or you know, a couple hours later when I awaken, I feel great and can move forward in my day and don't carry around a story of being tired. Wow, that's a great trick. Because I, I tend to sometimes apologize for being tired. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not, I'm so sorry. You know, it's for my looks, it's for my brain, whatever it is. I'm apologizing. I slept three hours. You know, you're right. Don't buy into that illusion. Yeah. Convince yeah. yourself that, yeah, I've had all the sleep that I need and I'm abundant, you know, in my thoughts and my mind and my beauty or whatever it needs to be at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, it's that. abundant. It's infinite. The energy that you have access to at every moment is truly infinite. But the time of sleeping is very powerful. It's a wonderful time to reset, kind of reboot. And so you don't want to, you know, stop sleeping. (laughs) No, no, God, no. Not long term, but if you have to. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. But if you do find yourself faced with with, uh, a time when you are going to sleep and you're looking at the clock, you know, say it's Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. At 3.30 in the morning and you know you have to catch a plane at 8 a.m. You're going to do the math. That's not a whole lot of hours. So just, you know, as you're falling asleep, tell yourself, you know, I will awaken refreshed and rejuvenated and full of all the energy I need um, mm-hmm. for, for the day tomorrow. Right. Make it like your, make it like a mantra for yourself mm-hmm. and and that's, that's good. We can we can trick our mind into believing anything we want to believe. Right. Yeah. And what you believe, you create. And what you have created is what you believe. So if you're not sure what you believe, you can just look at your life. And it is an absolute mirror on what your beliefs are. So, you know, if you like what you see, then that's wonderful. But if, if what you're seeing is something you'd like to see improve, then, then start playing with the habits of thought that have created the beliefs that Right. Well, and I know, speaking of that, how we attract um, our, our life based on our thoughts, we, I think you have a couple of law of attraction stories just about writing this book. <laughs> yes. Can you share that? I'm yes, sure you sure. do. It's very funny. Well, the first one is, um, as I was writing the book, you know, I share about how for each person, this, is, this, is, this book teaches you how to find your true rich life. And each person's true rich life is different, thank goodness, you know, from the next person. Mm -hmm. Because if we all wanted the same things, you know, we'd all be trying to live in the same house, in the same neighborhood. We'd all be banging on the doors of that house. But luckily, we all have different desires. So this book teaches you how to find your way to your true rich. And one of the things that I just love beyond words is cashmere. And so through the book, I mentioned that many, many times about my love of cashmere. And as I was writing it, I didn't even realize how many times I mentioned it until I was editing it and I was going back through and it just it made me giggle because I was thinking, okay, well, if this doesn't attract more cashmere into my experience, you know, effortlessly, I do not know what will. <laughs> and so I didn't know where the cashmere would come from, but I finished writing the book um, right about the end of November. So my birthday was coming up and, and you know, all sorts of gift-giving opportunities. And the cashmere that came into my experience was from my mom's best friend. This is a woman oh. who had never even bought me a stick of gum in my life. I mean, we're very, very fond of each other, but we just, you know, we're not on each other's gift list. Oh. And she just felt moved. She'd had this sweater that she bought when she was in Scotland years ago, and suddenly she felt compelled to send it to me for my birthday. After years of it sitting in her closet thinking, this would be better on a taller person, maybe I should give it to Katie, you know, and this, you know, the universe lined it up with me having my focus on not only on the cashmere itself, but on my love of it. And I was deep in the experience as I'm writing about it and reading the edits of my love for it. And that's the real energy. You know, it, it was also about the abundance of cashmere in my life that was part of my experience as I was writing. You know, I, goodness, <laughs> my life yeah. is full of cashmere, and so now it has even a little bit more. So it's that's the exact energy that you want to find to attract what you want. The feeling of the abundance of it now and and your appreciation and love of it. And then you just effortlessly begin to attract more and more. Isn't that beautiful? And the message went out there and someone who was really close to you that that wouldn't have necessarily even connected before to to buying a gift got the message. And had love for you and expanded on that. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I love that. I mean, it's really such a fun game to to play. I mean, it's, it's our life. But isn't our game just such an, our life, such an opportunity to play these games and yeah. 
and what we can create and manifest. Yes, and that is, you know, you bring up a really, really good point. That's another important aspect to being kind of lined up with creating the life that you want is looking at it as fun. If you think of, if you start to think of it as work and drudgery, then you're not going to be attracting that thing that you're, you know, quote, working for. If, if the work isn't fun, if you're not taking great joy in it, then then just stop doing it. <laughs> Read right, because it will bring the drudgery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what you'll get. You'll get it. You'll get the right. right, and and do you find it's important even the people that you surround yourself with? Oh, absolutely. You know, I talk about that in the book, and that's part of your, um, well, part of two of the keys, actually, your environment, your people environment. It's also um, part of your support, which is key number three. So the keys are, just quickly, the keys are environment, mindset, and your support. And the support includes the support of the universe. It includes anybody who works for you. It includes your friends and family, and, you know, there are very specific ways that you can um, seek the support that you need and and surround yourself with the kind of positive energy that you want. And there's certain, there may be people who you kind of feel like are automatically a part of your life, like your family, for instance, who mm-hmm. may not be on the same journey, who may not be on the same path, who may be more committed to worry or to sarcasm or to anger. And so the book actually talks about ways to still maintain the interaction with them. You know, you, I don't say you need to cut these people out of your life necessarily, but you may have to, as uh, I understand that John Lennon and Paul McCartney, in the years after the Beatles um, dissolved and before Lennon passed away, they had love for each other, but they had very different outlooks on life. And they had a very hard time talking, finding something to talk about, so for years they would, you know, talk about baking bread because it was something that it was a way they could remain connected and they could talk to each other, but they didn't um, bring up the talk the topics that would would. Did you say baking? Did you say baking bread? Baking bread, yes. Huh? Isn't that interesting? Sweet? I wonder. Wouldn't you love to have some beetle bread? <laughs> yeah. Baked with all that talent and love. <laughs> yeah. That's so they found that place where they could connect. That's, that's a great idea. You know, mm-hmm. I don't even think I've thought about that. You've got so many jewels, literally, in this book to be, be too rich. I, it, it, it's wonderful. CatherineChi.com is uh, who I'm speaking with, and she's also on Twitter. Um, if you want to reach out to her, we're all kind of Twittering around these days. And it's Catherine with a K, A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. And she, capital C, capital H, capital E. And I'm, it's Marla Maples. If you want to tweet something out to me, I try to peek in on it as much as possible and, and answer people back as much as I can. We all have busy lives, but it's just a way to quickly be able to give a shout-out and, and learn a little something and share a little something or, or feel, feel some love. And um, so, so, Catherine, you know, I, I know you're practicing out in, in the Hamptons now, aren't you? Yes, I am, yes. Where I live full time, I was doing the back and forth from the city to out here, and then one weekend I just said, "You know what? I love it here. I'm not going back." And I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So, if anyone would like to be able to call you up and do a consultation or have book an appointment with you, what's the best way for that to happen? Best way for them to reach out to me would be to send an email to info i n f o at i a l o a. P as in Peter, 
That stands for International Association of Law of Attraction Professionals. Good, good, good. So, um, so we want to, you know, give we've, we've given the listeners some tips right now of what to do. Um, are there any tips we might want to be able to trigger trigger off again? It's just it's, it's, it's just really it's about just being conscious in our moments, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Um, you know, we were talking about about friends and family and how sometimes you run a different path from them, and I have found that. When you are very clear about what it is that you want, you know, for instance, I remember because I was going through my divorce, there were people around me who loved me very, very much, but who are committed much more to to looking at the problems and at worrying um, about what's going on. And I did not want any of that energy around me no. as I was going through the divorce process. So I, uh, because I was really committed to creating a loving situation for all of us on the other end, and and we, we, we really did. So what I did was I told people, I said, look, you know, I appreciate, you know, you're doing all this mental work, you know, <laughs> to come up with all these, these, these ideas for me, but I'm choosing for me, I'm choosing to look at things from a positive perspective. I'm looking at the solution I want. I'm looking at where it is that I want to go. And I would love it. I would love you to be a part of the fun of that. And if you cannot... You know, if you want to tell me about things I need to worry about, if you want to tell me about dangers, then I'm not going to be able to have that conversation with you. And if we're on the phone, I will have to hang up the phone. And if we're, you know, together in person, I will just have to get up and, and, and leave. And, you know, I was just very straightforward and clear. I was clear about where I am. I was clear about what would work. And, and I would do that. And, you know, it just took a couple of times to find out if, <laughs> you know, if we were going to be able to, to continue to be in touch during that, that important time in my life. And, but in general, the people who were the most important to me were able, you know, we were able to talk about baking bread or something, you know, along the way. Yeah. We, we wouldn't talk about the topic of divorce. And, and so that worked out really well. And that's, it, it's interesting because it's almost like your soul is waiting for you to just say that mm-hmm. and to be clear. Mm-hmm. So then you can take your relationship into another direction. And, um, yeah, I've, I've done that before also with friends, and it's really, really powerful. Uh, there's a, a, a message that one of our, someone we know that's one of the top spiritual empowerment teachers and authors has on his private cell phone, and it's like, you know, if, if you want to leave me a, a nice message, please go ahead. If there's something that you want to say that could, could mess up the joy of my day, I'd really rather you not leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I think I might so... be changing my voicemail today. That's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, this is this is something that it immediately makes you be conscious about. Even the way that you deliver a message, there's a way to deliver it without judgment and with light, and and still kind of make a point too, or just you know rethink the whole thing and go go bake bread together. Mm-hmm. You know? So <laughs> that's. <laughs> Really great story. Uh, I know you provide so much information for your your readers and and also for for your guests. Do you do you consult with people over the phone, or do you do it in person? How does that work? Well, usually, um, most of my clients I have clients all around the world. Most of the work that I do is over the phone. However, some of my top you know VIP clients, we will have retreats together that can be from a day to a couple of days where we will get together in person and work. But the, um, the one-on-one work that I mostly do is, uh, you know, brief 
phone sessions, and I also have various group classes that I do also over the phone or via webinar, so many wonderful technologies, making and, the world smaller and smaller. Right. And what I like about you is that, that you do this fast. I mean, I think one of your mottos is like that you really help people fast. It's not about continuing a long, long process, but, but get it up and get it going quick so people can move on with their lives and take it that's, to the best. So. That's right. That's right. And there's sometimes, you know, usually if, if um, you know, there's an assessment and we have a conversation and um, to determine the best way for us to work together. And very often it's a really short, um, you know, period of time because I believe, you know, the, the, the shifts are very simple. But, you know, there's sometimes where a longer-term interaction is, is more appropriate. And so, you know, we can discuss that if that is what, what it turns out to be. Right. Absolutely. Well, um, I just uh, I just know that we're all, you know, here for a divine purpose and we're doing our best to find, you know, the best way we can reach that in our life without without the fear. And that's why I think, uh, you know, this book is just a great tool to just remind, remind people of how to do that and just to be able to implement a way to become true rich today. Um, I... Uh, I do it on personal social media because I always try to look at my life and go, wow, okay, this just happened yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I had a situation where someone I trust so immensely in my life um, had been stealing from me in the last four years, and and it was really a heartbreak. The trail was a heartbreak. The, the amount of money she was able to steal was just overwhelmingly just shocking to me, what, the level that it took of her manipulating in order to, to do the things she did. But I held on to this dream of, um, you know, just having an apartment in New York for, for years to getting back to New York. And suddenly I was like, well, how am I going to do this? You know, I've been looking for an apartment for five years while I was saving the money. All the money I was saving is now gone. And, you know, this week I said, I'm going to move forward as if it already exists. And suddenly this apartment first time I've seen an apartment in five years that I walked in the door and had the aha moment was suddenly sitting there available with a friend who was a broker on the other side of the door I hadn't seen in five years said, Marla, my best friend sold you your home in California. And here she was waiting for me <laughs> on some level to show me this place that is in my affordable range and is available now. And she just says, and I'm not even going to commission you. So, so I decided to jump and leap beyond what the circumstances look like. And what I really might not have imagined before was suddenly right there before my eyes. Instead of saying, oh, dear, I have to make this money back, first, um, I moved forward with it, and then, then this, this came. So, so I mean, you know, it's, it's one, one example. You know, that is so beautiful, and it's so interesting because I had a similar situation as I was going through my divorce. I, um, I remember sitting at the table with my soon-to-be ex, his attorney, my attorney, and I suddenly realized I had been kind of la-di-da going through it um, and, you know, just feeling like it would turn out fine for me in the end. But suddenly I realized that the other three people in the room had this very clear vision that my son and I would both end up in a one-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, when I realized that this is what they were thinking, my heart just sank. I hadn't lived in a one-bedroom apartment since I was, you know, in college, and mm-hmm. I you know, before my marriage, I'd, I'd owned my own home, you know, and so I just knew that I needed to get clearer on what it was that I wanted. And I, 
I got clear and I decided I wanted a four-bedroom house and I wanted it, you know, in the town that I live in, in the Hamptons. And I marched into, you know, we still hadn't figured out the, the details of the divorce and, you know, I didn't know, but I knew I had to take forward proactive steps to start making it happen. So I got up and I went to a real estate agent and she took me right away to, you know, the four-bedroom house where we did end up living. And everything lined up. It wasn't that my, you know, that the divorce agreement suddenly was providing me with more money, but it was just right. the universe lined it up so that it could happen. You know, and that's a whole long story in itself. But it, it is. You have to trust and take those steps forward when you can't see the stairs. I think there's a beautiful quote. I don't remember it exactly, but Martin Luther King talks about you have to take that first step in faith, mm-hmm. and then the stairs will appear. Right. Buy yourself flowers when you have thirty dollars left. Exactly. Exactly. And and march with great confidence into a real estate agent when you don't have a penny in your bank account. (laughs) And say, yes, I'd like to see a four-bedroom house in the Hamptons. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And expect someone just to be there and be your friend. I mean, I I can even tell you how I felt when, you know, commissions in in, in New York City can be so much. And suddenly, I'm not having to pay, you know, the commission on this place because she remembers me welcoming her, her and our other friend into my home years ago for a little, you know, a sweet celebration. And, uh, and, and she remembers how kind I was to her. So those, are, those moments of kindness that maybe you don't think mean anything, they always come back. They yeah. always, always come back. So, yeah. And the funny thing is, though, you're talking about you didn't want a one-bedroom, you wanted a four-bedroom. Well, I have a big home in California, and it's a lot of home for me with my daughter being away. And I said, you know, truly, I only live in my, my bedroom and my kitchen. So what <laughs> is, I said, those are my favorite two spaces, so this place I found is basically the studio and <laughs> the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's funny. And as you said, four bedrooms, I thought, you know, I'm not ready for four bedrooms yet again just now. You know, so I'm, I'm good. I want to live in the space and enjoy the space that I have. My child's 19 is in college, so, so uh, yeah. I was just rechecking myself as you said that to say, okay, was that, did I ask for all I really need? I went, yeah, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Well, and that's what I was talking about, that for each of us, it is unique. And, and like you said, it, it evolves through time. You know, with my son, he, I wanted, you know, each of us have our own bedroom. I wanted a guest room for friends and family because everybody, when you live in the Hamptons, people like to come. Oh, I know. I could and call you fourth, in a minute. <laughs> yeah, the fourth bedroom is my office. So, yeah. uh, you know, that was absolutely, you know, dead on, perfect. That house fits like a glove. So yeah. yeah, I think that's beautiful. It, it's just, and it, it really is tapping into something that's beyond what our eyes can see. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we yeah. just, you know, I know we just have to believe beyond, you know, these veils that are before us. And are you seeing what, what kind of shifts are you seeing in this whole 2012 and the 2013 period of time that everyone has been so anticipating? Well, you know, my I always kind of tongue-in-cheek would say when people would talk about, you know, the, the Mayan calendar ending, and I would, you know, my response has always been, well, I think that it was that what's happening after this time is, is so magnificent, so glorious, so beautiful, that a whole new calendar needs to be created. Mm. And I believe that we live in a time of miracles, and it's not that suddenly miracles exist, but that people are becoming more awake and aware of, of the miraculousness of who we are and how we can tap into all of these things that you and I are talking about and how easy and fun and joyful 
and infinite the, the universe is and how fun it is that one moment in our life we can want, you know, this, a studio in, in New York and one moment we can want a beautiful home in L.A. and the universe can provide those for us in those, you know, in those times. Right, right. Just being beyond it and knowing and, you know, and it's just, um, you know, raising a child and having the family. I mean, it is one, a different set of things and, and I'm at a point in my life where I'm ready to just be truly creative now and just the space doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be filled with light, you know, in order to tap into that, that, that creative, creative space. And, and um, you know, for me, that was, that was more important in size. I mean, I've lived at the top of Trump Tower, and I've lived in tiny little studios in Manhattan. So, so I, I really do know that the joy really comes from how you're feeling, whatever, how you're feeling up, whatever space that you're in, and the conversation that you're having within that space. Not just with others, but but with yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it really, it, all of this, all of this, all of this boils back down to love. It's about mm-hmm. loving what is, about loving the moment and finding the way to love yourself and to love and embrace every experience for the gift that it is. And whether you know it appears as a sparkling diamond right away, or if it appears as a hardship right away, there's still a beautiful gift in in every every experience. And and Part of the journey is, and part of becoming more awake, I believe, is is how quickly you can get to that. You know, when something comes into your life that is can seem like a challenge or can seem like a difficulty, that if you can look straight in the eye of that difficulty and that challenge with love and say, wow, you know, I don't understand how you're a gift to me in this moment. I really, really, really don't. But I love you and I accept the gift that you bring me. You know, please help me see the gift when, you know, when the time is right and to just yes. embrace and to move forward with the confidence that it is, even if you can't understand it, and maybe you never will, but that it is there for you and not against you. And your life, you know, just becomes a constant miracle when you see life as being for you and not against you. It's beautiful. That scripture I always love. If God is for you, who can be against you? And um, and, it, and it's true. It's just a second you know, everyday miracles. Suddenly, we don't become miracles anymore. They're like everyday existence. I just the way we, we look at our life and we and the more and how we love, how we love into our life, and how we laugh into life, and how we don't get ourselves faked out by these so-called tragedies and obstacles. But we really, gosh, you just said it so well. But you know, we're grateful in that moment, and then we allow by not reacting to it, it changes the outcome. Yeah, literally changes the outcome. Yeah. Well, I'm just so happy to get to share share with you today, and I'm so sorry we had that problem in the beginning. Oh, um, that's fine. I, you there know, was a I, gift in it. Talking, I don't know what it was, but there was a gift yes, in it. There is definitely a gift in it. We, we had a moment. And you know what? I kept cool, and I'm staying with my girlfriend who's, who runs an incredible art foundation here in New York, and she was just quickly scurried around the house to find a landline, which nobody really has working anymore. And I'm a BlackBerry. I just became a BlackBerry user for my first time. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, well, you know what? I have actually kept a landline specifically for because I do so much of my work over the phone. And yeah. you know, to be able to have the two options, it's, um, you know, that's just what I've done. Well, that's what I'll be doing. I guarantee you. I was just thinking, yeah, we can save money by not having a landline. But there's no way. I want that grounded phone line that yeah. we know we're going to have as a backup no matter what. And I love to call in. You know, wherever I'm in the world, I love to get on 
Skype and just be able to call in. And one day we'll, we'll hopefully do it with visuals, which would be more fun. Uh, oh, not right wow. now because I'm so not made up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a video shoot I'm doing after after our radio shoot, so I'm I'm extremely made up right at the moment. Well, I've got to tell you, you know, it's when you buy Catherine's book, Be True Rich, you've got to see. I mean, honestly, it's probably up on your website, too. This picture of you, like, running through the garden with your mouth wide open, your eyes just, like, squeezed tight with absolute joy. It's just such a vibrant, beautiful shot. So go do more of that, girl, because just looking (laughs) at your picture truly makes me so happy. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So that, so that smile, guys, you know, just, wow. I was always known as a kid in high school who smiles all the time. Put me my name. I remember being a freshman. Oh, yeah, yeah, that girl, she's the one who smiles all the time. <laughs> you know, the truth is that, you know, the point is, you really, it is contagious. Why not give them more? Yeah. It's such a fun game that I love to play, you know, when I'm walking down any street is to, you know, just catch people's eye and give them a big smile. And, yeah. and then you see that smile spreading. It's just a beautiful yeah. wave to be a part of. Well, you go out there and smile and be your beautiful, lovely stuff all day. I will think of this conversation as I make my journey back to the West Coast. And uh, thank you so much for joining me today, Catherine. And uh, everyone, follow through. We thank you, CTR, for being there for us and giving us a chance to share. And everyone go out and have a beautiful, beautiful Manifest a Positive Day. Bye-bye. Join us again next time on the first Friday of every month for Awakening with Marla with your host, Marla Maples. Till then, check out her website at www.marlamaples.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.